Welcome to Boomers with Beverages. I have my beverage. Do you? We've got a great show today. Right now, let's introduce our host for the Boomers with Beverages. He's a man that likes to put a pinch between his teeth and then walk real funny. No, no, no. That's not the way it went. It's He's a guy that likes to put a pinch between his cheeks and then walk real funny. <laughs> Please welcome Jim Burroughs. You kind of had me say uh, anything. You kind of had me go in there for a second. I'm like, between my teeth? What are you talking about? So thanks for clarifying. Sorry. No, that was good. I like that. You got a pinch between your cheeks. Why does that sound like a familiar. I line? used to do that at Crackers I when I introduced you say, from the sound booth. Having a flashback. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. Oh my gosh, yeah. man, that's awesome. Little Cracker days. Wow. I've oh, got a million man. of them. And, and you know what's <laughs> funny about Crackers? And welcome to Boomers with Beverages, by the way. Uh, Pete Molina, Artie Widgery, Jim Burroughs. Mm. Happy to have you along with another one of our season two podcasts. We are knee deep in it. And we got lots of lots of kind of interesting stuff to discuss on this one. But real quick, for those that ever had the uh, the pleasure, the honor of going to the original Crackers Comedy Club at Keystone at the Crossing on the north side of Indy, which was our for all of us the the, the, the premier room for any of us to work in the Midwest. Even though there were a lot of great clubs, Crackers was our home. They had the coolest setup because they had a sound room, sound booth, where all the equipment in there to record, play the music, do the intros, this, that, and the other. And I had to laugh the other day because this is how much they've trained us at Crackers almost 40 years hence. I had a music mix that I made when the original owner of Crackers, Jim Schliebner, passed away. That we could play at the club because we all tried to remember the music yeah. that was part of yeah. the, the mix that they would play. And, of course, the, the main song was Hollywood. Hollywood. The, the theme Hollywood. <laughs> Every time I listen to that song and it gets to the line, Pittsburgh, PA, I feel like I have to be somewhere. You got to be somewhere. You got to be on that stage in the dark. Because that was our cue when the, the lyric came on, Pittsburgh, PA. I come from Pittsburgh, PA. Head to the stage. Because it's in the dark, you know, be mm-hmm. ready. So when the light comes up, you are on the stage. So, yeah. and I, it, ref- refresh my memory here. I, you know, he had a, he had a pretty uh, you know consistent set list on what he played. You know, while people. Were oh yeah, all show. seating music. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, seating music. One of my favorites. I think he played it every time was Center Field. John Fogerty. Oh, yeah. yeah. John Fogerty. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was a, that was a great song. And I and every time I hear that song, I think of Crackers. Think of Crackers. Yeah, big that man. Big popsicle man toes. Popsicle toes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, Michael, uh, Michael Franks. You can call me Al. Didn't Paul he have Simon? that on there? He had some Probably. Paul Simon on there. But he had uh, Big Man on Mulberry Street. Billy Joel was one yeah. of the big ones. Because yeah. that was, I believe, the after one of the after show songs, if I'm not mistaken. It could have been. You're right. Come on. But, uh, yeah, there were a few. There was some Sting music uh, that he played. Good variety. It was a good mix of stuff. Well, and of course, Hollywood. Yeah. And and for those people who who are interested in sort of the background of how a comedy club runs, all that music was well thought out. I mean, he, you know, he had the, the the music in the order to elicit the the crowd. It was loud, so you'd be all kind of jazzed up by the time the comics got on the stage. So, you know, Jim probably did the best job of anybody putting a comedy club together. Yeah, he put. And then the close second, Tom Sobel down in, 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 in Louisville. Oh, yeah. You know his intro music. You know the it's Curly Shuffle. The Curly Shuffle. It. Yeah, it was perfect. And they had the video playing too, which was yeah. great. Which yeah. was just you so got the crowd focused with that. Then he did the Cab Calloway thing. Uh, 
dead gummit, what was it? It was the it was the show starter right after mm-hmm. Curly Shuffle. Yeah. That was get ready for the show. Here nice. we go. Yeah. And then it was the Cab Calloway thing. What was that song, man? Uh, I can't remember it, but you know, I, I I'll always, find out before we're finished. I always like to give them their due because you know when you when you talk about the golden era of comedy, which would be you know mid to late seventies into the maybe ninety one, ninety two, that fifteen year stretch, and the Crackers, of course, came along in eighty two. Yes, you had Bud Friedman out in L.A., and you had Mitzi Shore out out there with the, the comedy store, and you had the clubs in New York City. But, you know, honestly, us Midwesterners, we had probably some of the best rooms to work, and to us, Crackers was the top. But between Chicago, Louisville, Columbus, Detroit, St. Louis, you name the, 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 the cities, man, they were some golden comedy clubs. And they they were all doing really really well. They had they had that moment where everything was in sync. Yeah. You know. Well, there was a time there in the '90s where everybody was doing well. I mean, everybody yeah, from was a, doing from well. about '86 to '92, '93, yeah. and then all of a sudden they they decided that it was time to uh, to do uh, karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know when you when you were on the road as a comic. Uh, and, you know, everybody sort of had a, not sort of, they did have what they call their home club. And when you would tell other comics your home club was Crackers, there was just a little bit of envy because Crackers was considered the premier or one yeah. of the premier clubs in the entire country. In the, now, in the whole country yeah. because of the way it was laid out. It yeah, had, yeah, had, had yeah. tiers, tiered seating to some degree yeah. and, and then a big old, you know, a private place up above the room that looked out on it. It was a very high ceiling and probably it, was, the, it was awesome. Probably the biggest thing for road guys was the fact that they knew when they got to Crackers, they'd get a new video. Yeah, so it had good video, great promo, great sound too, great sound. Yeah, not bad for the day. Yeah, not bad it was for the day. Very good, good. good old VHS. Yeah. It wasn't like Artie's Club that was all beta, but Schliebner had VHS. <laughs> so, I think somewhere in my archives, I still got a VH or a, a beta tape. Do or, you? No, v, a VHS. Oh, I got a VHS bunch of betas. Tape. I got a whole bunch of beta. No Betamax to play it on. I'd I like just to did. I just did the Legacy Box thing. Cost me six hundred bucks. I sent every tape I had VHS. Super 8, 8 millimeter. So it's a lot of the kids, early stuff. And it's I got it on flash drive. I got it in the cloud. I did. I picked every format possible. So it's preserved for all time. So it doesn't matter what happens to those tapes. What's that run? What's that cost? I, I paid 600 bucks for Jeez. 30 tapes. Oh, to get wow. 30 tapes. Eight, 8 millimeter? 30. That'd be that'd be a great name for a movie, don't you think? Would be a really good name. 8 millimeter? No, but I can't there I don't put a is. I can't you can't put a price on that. You're talking about family video. Well, you just did. And 600 bucks. Well, yeah, but you're like poo-pooing it, but it's I get I'm poo-pooing it. Poo-pooing it because it's a lot of money. Well, it is, but it's also it's not like you're spending it on candy. How many tapes? I think there were like 30 or so. Not going to the candy What'd store. What'd you get? No, I, I got, go, I got I, razzles. <laughs> I got a three, $600 in razzles. I got a sucker ring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've wanted to do it forever. I've heard nothing but great things about Legacy Box because they advertise way back when on Rush Limbaugh's show forever. And they're everywhere as far as advertising. And I'm like, you know what? They've got the reputation. Sent the box in. They sent, well, first of all, they send you the empty box. And it, it couldn't be easier to do. They, every step is outlined what to do. And they tell you exactly how it's going to work. And I kid you not, I got it back two weeks later. Hmm. And with all the tapes back that's, in there. That's a quick turnaround. Neatly packaged. Now, these are just tapes, or do you send slides or, or film or pictures? And, you can send okay. anything. Yeah. I've got Will about, they take beta? Yeah. Okay. They take all the formats. All my porn's in the beta. only thing. <laughs> that's great. All my Dance Party USA is in that's beta. Fantastic. They can make you look good in those, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Sound good, too. <laughs> the only thing I, I know they don't do, and I, I did find a place that does, the, and this is going to be expensive, but I got to do it. 
back in the mid '80s, I bought a disc camera. Do you remember those little square oh, yeah. disc cameras? Right. And they had the round mm-hmm. negative. The round disc. So obviously nobody under the sun remember. You know, knows. You, you take that anywhere. They're like, oh, uh, what? What is that? I found a place a that will digitize them, and it's like thirty bucks a disc. So again, I'm gonna. Yeah. But there's pictures on there of people that I mean, it. It's just too important to me to, yeah. to get it done, and to get it preserved because it's not so much getting the copies as it is generations to come. It's there. It's in the cloud. It's on the flash drive. Right. I got them on disc. I did. I, I went ahead and said, screw it. I'll do every format to to to, to preserve it. Because I know I had a box. My dad had a box of movies from my um, my family from the, in the fifties and sixties that got thrown out. Did you do anything with that? No, it got thrown out. His well, second, I, okay, his sorry. second second wife tossed it. Okay. I have no idea what happened to it. It was videos of all my brothers playing hockey growing up in Canada oh. in the fifties, sixties. Yeah. Videos. My brother who passed away at nineteen. He was going to be a. He wanted to get into cinematography, so he he had a Bell and Howell eight millimeter camera. Yeah. That he would go out with his buddy, and they would shoot comedy videos and do special effects in the videos. Gone. So I, I wasn't about to let that happen to my kids, yeah. where they would go down in the basement in 20 years, and there's that box, and they open it up, and all the tapes have degraded. And so you can't, because that happens. Yeah. I don't care what you seal them in and put oh, them it'll, in. It'll, they'll definitely get crusp, crispy they're and crunchy rot. and yeah. rot away. They're going to rot. Yeah. So anyway, we don't normally... Uh, of course, Legacy Box, I wish they would advertise with us, but maybe someday. Do they but, do slides? They do slides, them, right? Yes, do. Okay, I've yes. got a, I've got yes. about a billion slides downstairs yeah. that Denise's father took. He never took photographs. He made photographs out of the slides, but yeah. the slides are just voluminous. I mean, that's crates awesome. of them downstairs in my basement. Slides are pretty durable, though. So you know. The, yeah, but I, I need to get to I need long. to get them done because yeah. it's it's all of old Denise's family memories, and oh they don't gosh. have any pictures of this. Yeah. But they have the slides. Yeah, I would think based on what I paid yeah. for for the. That should be slightly under 100k. I've got a thousand. To do a billion, I've got a thousand. About a thousand or two thousand slides. slides, That's not going to be much. I don't think. You don't think so? Well, that's I've seen. I've seen a particular piece of equipment that you can buy on the market now that for home use. You know, it just just. But you have to sit there and put it in, Uh let it go. Uh That's the problem. That's not the problem. Yeah, yeah, that's good. See, they Legacy Box has the largest collection of people with no lives sitting in a room. Okay. okay. Hey, right. hand me some more slides. <laughs> I mean, you got it. You got to be obviously. Uh, how do I want to say? Patient to do that. Yeah, I would say and, the and patience is the word. Yeah. I'm guessing. Hopefully, they're paid well to do that. But I recommend it to anybody. I know it's a little pricey, but once it's done. It's done. But that's your top of mind today, right? No, that's not my top oh, of mind. Oh, man, my, my, I thought my, for sure that was it. My top of mind is, first of all, I want to talk about what we're drinking first. Oh. Uh, I've got my Moosehead beer from Canada, so I'm nursing that for this particular podcast. I ain't never had no Moosehead. It's the best. I've had some Grizzly Pussy, I told but you I ain't never story. had no <laughs> Is that in a bottle, too? Oh, that's, that's Ollie Joe. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> well, we always got to get the nod to Ollie in the show, so... Because you know, I got a million of them. Artie was the Artie. Ollie was the ladies' man. He was. <laughs> yes, he was. No, he, wasn't. <laughs> no, he wasn't. They avoided him like the plague. Because so he was the plague. Who said lager for me, Pete? What are you drinking? Uh, I've got some uh, orange vanilla sunlight cream ale from our folks here, our friends at Sun King. Love Sun now. King Brewery, mm. our local brewery. Artie, you got a uh, little straw. Actually, I started off with. Um, I'm starting off here with a little bit of Evan Williams bourbon. Ooh. Yes, it's the house bourbon here at AJ's, and uh, that's where we are, by the way. We're at AJ's Bar and Grill here at 75th, excuse me, 79th, no, we're at at 82nd 
or oh. 79th, 79th in Fall Creek. Well, now that you, I, I got here. I got here. <laughs> I know how to get here. But anyway, their, their, their house bourbon is um, Evan Williams, which is a damn good bourbon. Is it good stuff? Yes, it is very good. Nice. Good. Not as good as what I'm going to have next. I'm, yeah, we'll uh, get to that later. I, I'm hoping to find, and I might even, this might even be a kind of a Christmas gift idea, but uh, uh, Drew Storen, the baseball player, retired baseball player, his dad is the uh, sportscaster Mark Patrick, mm-hmm. who's a local celeb. And right. Mark has uh, been out of the biz for a bit, but his kid, Drew, had a pretty decent career in Major League Baseball, and now he's got his own uh, bottled bourbon called Field of Dreams. So uh, it's just no selling, selling out everywhere. He was in Brownsburg, which is northwest of Indianapolis, right. for those from not from the area, signing bottles a couple weeks ago. But literally, they sold 300 bottles. It was supposed to go, like I think, from 3 to 5, but by 3.15, it was gone. It, what, it are they run, what are they running per bottle? I don't know price. Yeah, okay. I don't know price, but I just love. And it's called what again? Field, Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. I just love the name for a, a, yeah. a, a, an ex baseball player to create a bourbon. Great name. Have a, he, he, know, had a, he had a, he had a nice career. Yeah, yeah not he, bad at all. He, he was the closer for the uh, Washington Nationals for uh, for a mm-hmm. couple of years. He, yeah. he was the guy, and yeah. But and, you know what made it fun? It was uh, Mark Patrick's friend of mine on Facebook, and he kept posting things, posting yes. things, posting yeah. things, and we so we followed his career. Right. You know whether yeah. we're seeing him or not, we followed him on. On Facebook, and well, it was they all go watch. back. I don't know if Drew was part of it, but uh, Brownsburg, way back when, oh, yeah. went to the Little League World Series oh, and yeah. actually had a pretty good run yeah, in the Little did. League World Series. Yep. So there's a lot of that year. a lot of history, and I I know there was an, another player, Tucker Barnhart, who went on to play for the Cincinnati Reds as a catcher, and I I'm almost, I'm almost sure he had some ties to that time frame when Brownsburg was just creating these great Little League teams. Yeah. So it's pretty cool, and and obviously for Mark being a sports guy. That, that had to be an awesome He's time. He's on Cloud 9. Oh, of course. Or, yeah, Cloud 9. Incredibly <laughs> funny guy, too. Very creative. And he, he brought to sports something that was sorely missing, uh, personality. Yeah. So that was pretty yeah. sweet. So uh, boomerswithbeverages.com is our website. It currently is in a uh, hibernation stage, but it's still there because you can click on and get there to, oh, get, the website. to get to yeah. our podcast. There's still a lot of fun stuff on it, but we're in the process of looking at giving it a little bit of a makeover. And right? you can still hibernate, too, Artie, if you'd like to. Yeah. Well, I, I missed that completely. He's got his Evan Williams bourbon. I got Evan's Williams. And his, so you are hibernating. It doesn't take. He's, I'm hibernating already. Artie's pr- weekend is pretty pretty simple: bourbon and beta tapes. And he's, no, he's no bourbon and my babe. Aw, bourbon and my babe. There's nothing. Nothing is more important than my my wife. I'm, I'm not even you. Are you, are you in the doghouse? Is there no, a reason why you're no, spilling the beans? No, no, no. It's just it's like a public apology, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, Pete right? can understand this. You cannot. You're too young. <laughs> there are fewer days ahead than there are behind. Period. And that's the way it is. That's the life of a boomer. If you cannot cherish the wife that you have, you're writing this down. Good I'm for writing you. it down. Good for you. Oh. If you can't cherish and live every day for your partner, then you might as well just hang it up. Well, thank you, Reverend Rodri. We appreciate the thoughtful I'm, words. Yeah, that, that, that's a nice thought. I think no, you could also. It's the truth. It is yeah. good stuff. Yeah. And I, I think you could also more. say that about the, the, your close relationships of other people in your life. I mean, those, of course. Those are. They're very know, important to me. Uh, Everybody absolutely. is. I mean, and, and it becomes that way the older you get. I mean, I'm 66, going to be 67 here in October. And I'm I'm looking at myself going, I do not want to die, period. I just yeah, don't. I know. I so, don't have the cancer right. gene. I don't want to die. I want to see what happens. I, don't know I want to if I could be immortal, I would. Yeah, but the problem with that though is then you see everybody else go. That is the problem. Yeah. But I want to see what we, happens. We always said that about Karen's grandma who lived to be hundred and two. I mean, she had no friends that the last several years of her life. They were all gone. She yeah. 
they all passed away. Well, remember the end of uh, Green Mile? Yeah. That was my atonement for, you yeah. know, killing John Wait. John Coffey. Yeah. You know, here's here's something interesting you Classic may want to consider. It was. Most people aren't afraid of dying. Most people are afraid of living. Well, I'm the other way around. Okay. Yeah. Are you, are you afraid of dying? I'm afraid of toll roads. <laughs> Okay. I hate toll well, roads. I love I love living. Toll those cookies. I, I, I that's actually easier than dying. Ooh. Don't want to die. We're going to talk about that in a minute. I'm not afraid of dying. It's just I'm, I don't want to. I, I really don't want going to. Going back I, to Field of Dreams, if that's yeah. how dying was, that would be great. Just yeah. walk into the cornfield. Yeah. Bye, Jim. We'll I, see you. I'm choking on a hot dog. Get over As here. Posted <laughs> driving down the road and some 16-year-old texting. <laughs> Boom. Great. Shit. Yeah. 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 I'd rather be off into the cornfield. Remember those long visits from your old Aunt Karen? Remember how she used to think she owned you? And all the advice she'd give you while sipping on her homemade wine? You and she would flip through the old family photo album, and she'd share inappropriate stories that haunt you to this day. And who can forget old Aunt Karen throwing a beer can at your head because you weren't quick enough getting her a new cold one? You can relive all those aggravating memories of old Aunt Karen in the new fragrance from Boomers with Beverages called Aunt Karen's Crap. The scent of beer, vinegar, and fresh dog poop make Aunt Karen's Crap a warm and cozy scent reminiscent of holidays best forgotten. Aunt Karen's Crap, coming soon from the happy laboratories of Boomers with Beverages. All right, let's do top of mind. I'll start. I know, and uh, I know in most of the country right now, the weather's uh, heating up. You know, it's that time of year. With that in mind, there's a uh, percentage of the population that feels hot weather is a good time to go out half naked. Uh, it that, is. That might Trust not, me. That might not be a bad idea for some, At but midnight. for most people, please rethink it. <laughs> If we want to see things we can't unsee, we can always watch Animal Planet. So, yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Very good. I, I, did know, I ever tell you the story about me and Mark? Uh, Mark Craycraft and I go into the uh, nudist colony to do comedy. No kidding. Yes, it was a radio station that was in a guy's apartment wow. out there. He was naked. His wife was naked. Everybody was naked. We tried to go to dinner. With, they wanted to take us to dinner, and we uh, couldn't get in because you had you clothes had on. Because we had clothes on, wow. but we were men. Oh, if we were if we were not men. We could have gone in with our clothes on, but we were men, so we had to take our clothes off. That sounds like a lawsuit. We did no, we, no, no, no. It, that was well, a, discrimination. That was, that, but it was a nudist colony, and besides, when, when you're performing in front of a bunch of nudists, you wouldn't believe <laughs> the sound these plastic chairs make yeah. when they move their little stuck to asses. Uh-huh. It's hilarious. Yeah, that would be a very. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that uh, one's a big ass. Are, 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 there, are they <laughs> big asses pop? Are they even around anymore? In Florida, not oh, in, well. Florida. In Roselawn, they're 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 there, but in Florida, there's several. Mm. And let me tell you something: they don't look anything like what you'd see no. out at a club at night. They look no. like art. They look like me. They look like Pete. They look like I you. I know. Well, see, that's what oh, I'm getting at. God, with this, it's awful. With this, how you dress when you go out? Because I, I just don't feel comfortable. Like when I go to a pool, I never go shirtless. No. Guys that go shirtless that are that have some shape are kind of buff, all day long. Have at it, but no, no, 
I have boobs, moves, and I have a gut, but I'm gut definitely taking my shirt off Are when I go to really? a pool. Oh, no. Absolutely. No. I don't care you know, if you're grossed that, out or it, not. It, I need sun yeah, on, no, my, I, on my titties. I, I'm just too nice to humanity. I don't when when I see how some people are dressed in public... I just can't do it. It, it begs the question. I really want to walk up to half these people and go, what do you, you do not have a mirror in your home? Yeah. At what point did you think, as you were getting ready today, that this was the look you were going for? Well, it's because you look pretty good and stealth and wonderful. But me, I'm blobby, yeah, and I just still want to be able yeah, to hang but, out. But, but, yeah. you're, but, you're, but you're clean. You're, 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 yes, you're, I'm clean. You're, you're, you're well put together. I'm not talking about being fit and trim. I'm talking about just some hideous outfits and it's just yeah. amazing yeah well, i agree but yeah. but but then i get it it that's not that's another reason you go for the food but that's another reason why you go to your state fair is because you just have to see <laughs> things you don't get, get to see i'm going on nudist day this every year. other time of the year. indiana state Did fair you, well, welcome <laughs> to the indiana state fair nudist day and and it's amazing to me <laughs> All you know, and, and I'll say this for guys too, and because it, it's going to sound sexist, it's just an observation. But there's guys that go out that wear the wife beaters that shouldn't, you know, that wear way too less clothes. But of course, it's more prevalent, and it's not so much in, prevalent in women as it is it's the type of clothes that they wear that they shouldn't wear, like yoga pants, which I've affectionately called them for some women yogi pants because they're a bear to lift up because <laughs> they shouldn't be wearing these pants. Send Seriously. your comments and questions to Jim Burroughs at boomerswithbeverages.com. BWB at boomerswithbeverages.com. Because if you disagree Boomers with that, I want to know who you are. But do do not send a photo. <laughs> swear to God. Do not. But come on, guys, right? I started something horrible. And, I, and, and here's what I love about my wife, Karen. She has Zippo problem. If, if there's an attractive person, woman, you know, she doesn't, doesn't care if I go, oh, you know? My wife's the same way, and I'm the same with a guy. It's, it's it's called it's great. Yeah, who cares? I know where the the day starts and ends. You know, yeah. I mean, it's 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 fine. You're you're comfortable in your relationship, and you recognize that. But it's weird nowadays. You can't really, you know, do that without. Oh, you're sexist. I go, no, it's not sexist. That's just being horny. Good well, horny. No, Good horny. no, it's 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 an appreciation. You can appreciate someone who's who's attractive, who's worked out, yeah. who has you know g- gone through the yeah. length, take care of themselves, et cetera. Et and cetera, you show that appreciation up. by being horny. Yeah. Thank you very much. And I, and I know <laughs> I, I, when I, when I'm going through the Golden Corral for the third time that <laughs> I love when those thoughts pop in my head. I go, well, yep. I could have looked like that. <laughs> Well, but I you chose not to. I like the chocolate fountain. Yeah. My God, that's yeah. lovely. The brownies with corn are good. I love that. <laughs> I love it. Is that the new State Fair uh, thing this year? <laughs> they, they should be announcing that soon. That'll be Chocolate fun. dip corn on the cob. Yeah, that would be a great item, though. Hopefully, it would be a terrible item. I think it still like, would be I good. Like, I like, like if it's, butter rum. If it's going to be terrible, there's a high likelihood it'll, it will appear at it the will. Indiana State Fair. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, You're absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And hopefully, we'll be back out there. We'll keep everybody updated on... Uh, Weather will be back out there in August to record. Hopefully we will be. But, uh, Artie, what do you got top of mind? This is going to take a while. Okay. Uh, you know, a lot of kids, our, our, our kids are getting married, and a lot yes. of friends of kids are getting married and in their 20s and upper 20s and early 30s, whatever. And it's costing too damn much. These kids are going and having bachelorette and bachelor parties in destinations. In other words, they're charging, th- th- their friends are having to pay like $2,500 to go to, you know, Abruba or Cabo. 
you know, for just for a bachelorette right. party. Are you kidding me? That's yeah, crazy. This is ridiculous. And then I've got kids that are uh, I've got kids that are taking out loans, or they're asking mom and dad for money, and which they're not going to give them. You're doing what? No, 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 no. Go away. But you don't. Some some of these kids are saying, "Fine, I won't pay my bills for a month in order to do this." frivolous little thing. Why are why are kids doing this for their weddings? I think it's probably just a, a fad thing. It'll but, it'll but, but, it'll probably go away. Well, that, I mean, destination weddings are popular, but what I like about the destination wedding from the definition I've been told is that a destination wedding is the couple, the immediate family, and you know, if you have a little bit friends. of a wedding exactly, a little bit of a wedding party, but then afterwards you have a post wedding celebration in town. That's what I'm recommending and yeah. I've gotten resistance to that. Really? Yeah. But, Artie, I hate to tell you this. Not everybody's poor like me. <laughs> and it's not your decision. You're not poor, though. <laughs> you're just, smart. You're just right. smart with your money. I try I mean, to be. I really do. I try to be. But I, And doing that is not it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could. But, but will you consider smart with your money based on our experiences is much different than what these kids are doing today. Yeah. You could uh, just, what, five or six extra trips to the plasma place and you could afford uh, to do it? Maybe. Or the sperm bank. <laughs> Oh, no, too old, too old. I had a vasectomy Our little sperms have walkers. We can't. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> they don't take you after a certain age. Uh, I'm <laughs> sorry, but I've got to bust through this wall. I can't. <laughs> it's his turn. <laughs> right, Pete. From, from a, a sperm with a walker. Now here's Pete. Top of Oh, boy. How do you follow that? <laughs> I don't know. And well, it would be remiss of me not to uh, give a big shout out to my uh, buddy Novak Djokovic, who won his twenty-third uh, Joker Grand Slam title, puts him at uh, even with Serena Williams, and one behind Margaret Court. See, Margaret Court's a and name that you forget about in tennis history. Thatcher. You know, but he he was just dominant. I don't think there was a thought that he was even going to lose, right, in this last tournament. No, no. Well, when he when he played Alcaraz, uh, he, the first two sets were tough, and then Alcaraz cramped up and, and couldn't play it at the level. So it would have it would have been interesting to see how that would have gone, uh, because Alcaraz, you know, is is going to be his toughest opponent moving forward, most likely. Um, but he's just not quite there yet. It's hard to imagine tennis without those three, though, without Djokovic, without Federer, and Nadal, because that they've pretty much been the most dominating trio in tennis history not they have been they, you will it's not going to be rivaled ever that you're going to see three people achieve at that level at the same time in the same era it's it's uncanny it's uh, i mean this yeah. is something that, that it's one of those records that just won't be broken no they're like mm -hmm. the mo larry and curly of tennis they're the th i mean i saw joker I saw an amazing uh, interview with Andre Agassi the other day, mm -hmm. and it was him talking about his last match he had with, or one of the first matches he had with Boris Becker. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about his tells, like in poker. Did I, you I see know, this? I know, where, I know where you're going with he, this. It's he's, funny. He's, he's, watching, he's watching Boris Becker serve, and every time he serves, he'll stick his tongue out like that, you know, about this corner of his mouth. And it, it, whatever direction that tongue is sticking out is where that serve is going to go. No way. And, and Agassi jumped it every damn time. And it was interesting because in that interview, uh, uh, apparently at some point in time, Boris Becker w was talking to his wife at the time and says, I, I don't understand this. It's like he knows where my serve is going. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a poker match. It's, it, it literally is. I mean, you got to tell no matter what you're, what sport you're in, whether it's football, basketball, tennis, 
Fiddlywinks poker. Ba- uh, I've I've heard it many times with baseball and pitchers that some pitchers tip, give a tip that people pick up on, players pick up on, uh, when they're going to throw a certain pitch sometimes. Yeah. But that with tennis, that's hysterical with the tongue though. That's funny. That is funny. Yeah. I mean, he was, so and he was he was. Uh, I don't I even mean, remember how many times that Agassi beat Becker because Becker was so dominating for so long, but. Did Agassi eventually? Yeah, he, he did beat him. Yeah, yeah. And, and their their careers didn't, you know, they intersected, but not, you know, Becker was more at the end of his career. Right. Agassi was right. at the beginning of his career. Um, but it was a great interview. It was yeah. fun. I think I think Becker won maybe six or seven Grand Slams. Agassi won nine. Wow. That's impressive. I just want to see American tennis get some names back. Uh, on the men's side, too. There are, you know? there are two, for the first time in about 22 years, there is now two American men in the top ten tennis, Francis Tiafo and Fritz Taylor. So Fritz. they're going to be going into Wimbledon with two American men. It almost sounds like ten. a musical act, Fritz and Francis. I don't yeah. know. Or yeah. Either that or <laughs> somebody, Fritz and Francis. Somebody playing at the uh, the beer garden. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Fritz and Francis. Fritz and Francis. It's the lounge act at the Hilton. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're right. <laughs> You don't hear the name Fritz much anymore, right? Uh, I had a friend from in Fritz? high school named Fritz. Fritz. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Name Fr- Francis, of course, is still probably popular. Yeah. You know, but Fritz, not so much. You know, you know what? Fr- is Fritz short for something? Uh, it, that's his last name, Taylor Fritz. Well, I know a kid that oh, was, his, his last first name? name was Fritz. His first name was Fritz. I uh-huh. don't know. Is it a nickname? Or I don't know. Is it a short? What would it be short for? Fitzgerald, yeah, maybe? Art doesn't know. Fritzbert? Fritzburg. Fritzlum? Fritzlium? Uh, instead Fritzl- of William? William? I'm thinking, William? I'm Fritz- thinking, I'm thinking Fritz- Fitzgerald. Kind of a... Oh. A, kind Fitzgerald? Of a, Fitzgerald. I'll go with that. This yeah. is Fritz, though. So how do you Why didn't we think of that? It's kind of a little bit of a bastardization. Aren't maybe. you glad you, we're named You Jim don't smoke dope Pete. anymore, do you? Yeah, that's my problem. Arthur. I, I couldn't have thought of that. Yeah. Fritz, you Fritz guys would be you guys would be a lot of fun to watch after you've shared, done your your little bong routine. You've seen me before the tennis court, stone. on the tennis court. I think it'd be funny. <clears throat> oh, on the tennis court. Yes. That, that's different. Yeah, pickleball. Pickleball. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'll have my pickle out. No, 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 no. Nothing to do with your pickle. Pickleballed. You keep your gherkin. <laughs> yeah. Keep your gherkin. Where it belongs. <laughs> yeah, we don't need that's that. That's good. Out there. Thank you. So, what's your top of mind? Because we're done. No, what's your? That top? was it. Oh, that's that was your it. Top of- I love Pete. He's the best. <laughs> Pete, Pete, Pete would have been the guy on the Titanic as they're all going on the lifeboats, going, going. The boat's sinking. The boat's sinking. Hey, Nadal won the French Open. Did you hear? Spe- <laughs> Speaking of the Titanic, I know this is a, as we're recording. This is a really sad story uh, that a, a tourist sub has gone missing. So I, I hope it's good news, but it's like, that's scary. Cause that's, there's a submarine, a, a, a Navy submarine, that's going yeah. to look for them, and it's like, come on. I mean, you know how big these damn nuclear subs are? Yeah. They're, how are they going to find this? I don't know, because those, those little tourist subs, what are they, three, Bing. four people? They're, t- they're ding- I, I think five. Five, five. Yeah, yeah. you're right. The five-man sub? they got a five-man limit. That's yeah. scary. It and is. what a scary thing anyway, because you mean, not, to, not to get morbid, but you think about some of the sub disasters. What a horrible way to go, Yeah. because you're stuck in there. I, yeah. I admire... Anybody that could have been in a sub in, in a war, any because you're you, there's no place to go. Yeah. Do you ever get that? Do you ever get claustrophobic? Do you ever get that feeling? That um, you, I am claustrophobic. I am. So you, I you, can you be would never, you could never have done that. No, no, no. not in yeah. any way possible. No. I mean, obviously, there's a bazillion reasons to respect the greatest generation and put them up there as yeah. truly the greatest human beings that have ever walked this planet. <sighs> those those men and women because they fought, had to do what they had to do and they did it. Yeah, and they did it. And I, I just put, submarines just 
Oh, scared yeah, them. Yeah, they, they bother me, too. And even modern subs have issues. You know, they've had... I, I think the Russians had a nuclear sub that went down and yeah, lost I everybody. Had, I think they've had several several uh-huh. gone down. Have you ever, uh, when you've gone on uh, vacations anywhere or gone where they, they have boats, like ships docked or subs docked, yes. have you ever gone on them? Yes. 6-2? I'm like, wow. So they're... Pete, you yeah. would probably be okay height-wise. Y- yeah, you um, can't be really no, because Pete's about an average right. height. I'm, I'm not a I'm not and, a tall you're guy. You're five three, right? And, and, you, and you too <laughs> on a good day. Five three. <laughs> okay, well, that's, that's is that standing up or laying down? <laughs> he is no, you're not five three. You're five what nine? That, you, you talk about the metric system though, right? Yeah. No, I was. I thought you were five three, Mister <laughs> Mister Money. No, you're about five ten, eleven, eight. Oh, five eight. That was my dad's. See, height. that's why my state fair gig never worked. Guess my weight, <laughs> three hundred. <laughs> I weigh one twenty. You bastard. you bastard. Hey, but if I wear the right shoes, I can be six two. Step right up and win some crap. But you know, when you go down like the, the steps to go down below on these ships and everything, I'm like, you hit your head. Because we've all it's watched the classic. Thin. We've all we've all seen reels of of of, of the war of battles, yep. and they're just. Running through like a house of yeah. a house on fire. How They're are they trained. doing that? I know, I know they are trained. Big time trained. I know yeah. that's true. It's like learn not to hit your yes, head. I'm just like a sailor. <laughs> As I bump my head against them. <laughs> so again, just uh, the utmost respect for those guys. But I hope because what this is a uh, the sub was going down to just see Ti- the to see the Titanic left, yeah, and look basically. at things and just look at things and they have 96 yeah. hours of oxygen as oh pre-programmed that so is that, incredible man imagine if you're on that ship you're I mean you're yeah. you're looking at whatever timepiece you've got just counting down the minutes i mean that has just to be terrifying well do our they, uh, do you think they went inside the Titanic no, they're just looking at it. They're, they're just, just, they just want. They actually want to how, see yeah. the, the ruins. Of course, yeah. everybody does. Yeah. But, but how did they get stuck? What do you think that happened? What do you? What's? What do you? How do you figure this out? I mean, are they? Did they go inside? Did they get stuck on something and they can't oh, get away? Oh, what caused the issue? Yeah, what I caused mean, the issue? Oh, that that I don't know. It, honestly, from what I hear, it could be the slightest little malfunction, and they're, and you're done. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you, you. I mean, everything has to be working in sync for and those how things. How far down yeah. is it? I think they went about six thousand. About feet? two and a half miles. Okay. It's way down there. Yeah. It's way down there. It just reminds me, I got to change the, the tone of the podcast because I know normally we don't go down this road, but thoughts and prayers. Let's hope everything works out because obviously we'll we'll be able to update on a future podcast. But I always remember the Weekly World News. Remember that rag that used to be sold at the check lanes in the grocery store? It was a black and white tabloid. Yes. Yes. You always had the Inquirer, which was great for their color photos and their latest expose. But Weekly World News had the craziest, goofiest, you knew they were full of crap stories. But they had a picture once on the whole cover of uh, survivors found on the Titanic. And it, was, and it was a picture of the Titanic underwater and people, like, waving through the windows. Like, you know, in what parallel universe is some dumb butt checking out at a Wrigley, a Kroger, I mean, you name the Albertsons, whatever, rest sure. grocery store, and they're going, oh, you're, what? They found survivors? <laughs> That's like, yeah. Now, here's something you didn't know. That particular edition was their highest-selling one. It had to be. It, it, yeah. it, it truly that had to the be. Bat Boy. Remember Incredible. the Bat Boy? Yes. The, the Bat, Bat Boy, Boy was, was, one of their, all, was yeah. truly one of their classics, yeah, for sure. Was. For yeah. sure. Well, we want to thank everybody for uh, carving out some time to uh, enjoy this podcast, which we, we actually did have a subject of mine, but you know what? Time's up. We've got to move it. on. So we're, we're going to go on to another one. All right. We're going to have some fun and uh, do a couple more of these. And uh, We'll see you next week. Yes. So uh, boomerswithbeverages.com is the website. 
Uh, BWB at boomerswithbeverages.com is our email. So, Pete Molina, thank you very much. Artie Widgery. Facebook's got tons of stuff on us. Yes. We're everywhere. Yeah, check on, our social on media. F- and, and, on, and on YouTube. Go yep. to YouTube. Our YouTube is going to be big as hell here yeah. pretty soon. Yeah, we're looking Huge. forward to it. Pete and Artie, thank you so much. And thank thanks you. Always to, to be here. Thanks to our producer, Art Baker. We're going to leave you with uh, one of our favorite comics, Mitch Hedberg, with a little bit of life advice. Mitch said, I wear a necklace. Because I want to know when I'm upside down. So thank you, Mitch. (laughs) Appreciate that. And until next time, we are the Boomers with Beverages.